Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. If you have not listened to our, our episode last week about representation companies, go and do that. We have yes. received such great response on that episode because so many of you had told us you had no idea. And so we just want to be here to spread the knowledge and help you run your businesses better if that works for you and your business model. Yeah, I love it so much. And it's so easy to understand why anyone wouldn't know about it because I didn't for a solid 12 years of my career. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a lot of the feedback we're getting is very like, holy S-H-I-T. <laughs> I did not know <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> I usually just say Shizen, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't I even sh- know what that stands for. Schneikies, holy Schneikies, but that's an old Tommy Boy <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh man, what a time, what a time. But we have some really great articles for you guys this week, and it's all super positive. Oh, I was just telling Teresa there was a few weeks when I was kind of struggling to find a high note for the ex- the end of excess baggage, but I mean, we're hopefully this roller coaster <laughs> keeps going up. I don't know how many more dips I can take, but right now everything feels really good, and I felt so good while I was. Um, writing out all of the headlines today. So before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. You know, one thing I realized, I think I developed, not just being able to separate emotions from like things that Mm -hmm. aren't in my control, but also I think I've developed like a filter for bad news maybe. Yeah. Or like the reaction to bad news. Like I have a filter to that. I can read something that's negative and then whatever reaction I would have had to it, it like doesn't impact me. Same. It's if like, that works, like, like if that an, makes sense. I don't even know if that makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of like an, an invisible shield. Yeah. But really it's just sort of like we're so numb to it, right? It's just been so constant that it doesn't matter to me. Whatever the bad news is, my only choice is to keep moving forward, to keep doing what I'm doing, to keep plowing through. So I don't let it, I don't internalize any of it because it doesn't matter. I'm still going to keep doing what I'm doing. (laughs) You know, I may have to shift a few things. I may need to contact a few clients depending on what the news is, but I do not let it get further than skin deep because. Yeah. And I find myself asking myself, how can I be the hero in the situation? And, you know, people say, like, don't have the hero complex. But in this case, I'm like, listen, I'm the main character in my life right now. So <laughs> I will be the hero. Okay, I will be the hero. But I won't tell my clients that I'll make them feel like they're the hero. But well, in this case, I'm like, how can I how can I come in and save the day? Yeah, well, you know, we are supposed to be the guide and let the client be the hero. But in this case, I think the guide is the hero Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you're navigating through all of this obstacle course. Agree. (laughs) Well, what are we going to start with? Um, Let's talk about cruising. Mm -hmm. 
This article from Travel Age West talks about how the cruise industry may opt out of the voluntary CDC program. How do you feel about that? I, I mean, I think it's obvious. I have felt that the CDC has been unfairly singling out the cruise industry. Also, you know, I've had clients sailing every week since the ships were back on the water and the feedback. I've had one single complaint and it was because she had to stand outside the cruise terminal too long waiting to check in. So mm-hmm. and she got sunburned. <laughs> but oh. That's it. <laughs> Everyone else has been thrilled. I've had people tell me how use the word glorious and how they probably will never get the chance to sail on a ship that with such a low capacity again. Mm-hmm. I have people getting off a ship and rebooking immediately saying they feel safer on a ship. Um, and there is a quote in this from Clea that really kind of sums up how I feel. It says, regrettably, upon initial review, the latest CDC guidance appears out of step with the actual public health conditions on cruise ships and unnecessary in light of societal trends away from more restrictive measures. We are confounded by the CDC's imposition of even more complex and unwarranted measures which ignore empirical evidence that the industry's protocols have provided a greater level of COVID-19 mitigation than most any other setting. The CDC's guidance for multi-tiered cruises is counterproductive to consumers, creating market confusion between the various tiers and potentially unworkable in practice. That feels right to me. Yeah. Yep. I fully agree with that. And a lot of it is something that you mentioned is that like the cruise industry is being singled out. I mean, I feel like if they have, if if the CDC is putting the same restrictions on things like air travel, sports stadiums, you know, things like that, we'd be like, okay, at least you're painting everyone with the same protocols and standards. But obviously, if you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday, it was not happening. Right. And I will be mentioning an article later, an excess baggage that says that the CDC just moved cruising to level three, moved away from level four to level three. So confounded, I think, is actually the right word. Like what? Yeah. What's happening here? Why are we making this overly complicated? So it said, CLIA reiterated that its member lines intend to continue complying with all applicable applicable regulations. Outside of any rigid requirements, though, individual lines appear headed in a different direction than the CDC regarding the voluntary recommendations and guidance, which, according to the agency, must all be adhered to as a condition of participation. And these now include three cruise ship classifications, which I think is part of the confusion. So the first one is not highly vaccinated, is defined as ship sailing with less than 95% passengers and 95% crew who are fully vaccinated. How is that not highly vaccinated? Um, highly compared vaccinated. What? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right. Not compared to Target. Highly vaccinated refers to ship that carry at least 95% passengers and crew and up to date with boosters. Social distancing is not required at this level. And then vaccination standard of excellence requires ships with at least 95% passengers, 95% crew who are up to date with boosters. And this is the only tier that expressly permits doing away with both physical distancing and masks indoors and outside. Yeah. If you can't see Korean's face, it's like silence and a bunch of blinks. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's also English my face chef. all the time here when I don't understand what oh. someone's saying to me in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Similar. <Okay. but> <laughs> <laughs> it says individual ships within a line can meet different classifications and vessels will further be assigned a color code dependent on the prevalence of COVID-19 on board. And these are your typical colors, green, yellow, orange, red, and gray. And gray indicates ships that have opted out of the program. Which I think there's going to be a lot of gray, it sounds like. Yeah. And just because a ship opts out of the program does not mean they don't have COVID-19 health and safety protocols. It's just protocols, according to this article, the protocols have not been reviewed or confirmed by the CDC. So a ship could have those protocols in place, but they just haven't been stamped as approved by the CDC. Right, because it's too complicated and difficult. So only Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings had previously opted in, um, but that was prior to the release of the program's details. So we'll see where that goes. Um, And as of today, Royal Caribbean and corporate cousin Celebrity have also reverted to their loosened pre-Omicron masking protocols. Boosters are not needed on either brand. Virgin Voyages aims to go back to mask-free cruising on February 27th and and are also not requiring boosters. And Carnival Corporation has yet to make any recent changes to its mask policy. And today it is permitting smoking again in its casinos, hinting at a potential relaxation of the face coverings. Yeah, it says, while it's possible CLIA will negotiate better terms with the CDC this week, it's looking more likely that lines will simply opt out. I feel like that would be the simplest solution. It's just like, mm, never mind, we don't want to do this. Um, after all, the booster distinction matters because 63% of U.S. citizens are vaccinated. Far fewer are boosted. So that would cut the potential pool of customers to less than half the current market at a time when companies and their travel agent communities are targeting capacity increases. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see if consumers placed a lot of weight on the CDC's program or not. Mm -hmm. And of course, as advisors, it is difficult for us to tell a client, oh, don't pay attention to that. Just the CDC. (laughs) So can't can't really do that. Um, But it will be interesting to see how this plays out. And I hope positively or that the CDC... just gets with it. I don't really know how else to say that. Like the data is there for the taking. For an organization that prides itself on evidence-based research, it's like, here are the numbers, take a look, you know, like. And I just had someone tell me yesterday, they're definitely canceling their European cruise this summer. And, you know, they're afraid of ending up stuck at sea um, and, you know, sort of like 2020 type fears. Mm -hmm. And then when I said, and I'm not going to argue with somebody, you know, they're thinking about switching and going to Hawaii. And then I said, well, I'll be on four cruises in Europe before the end of August. And she was like, what, really? Well, because I really wanted to know, like, what are you hearing? And then I, because I was invited to share, I did. But for me, it would not feel comfortable to immediately start trying to convince someone to Mm -hmm. ignore their fears. One of the people in the couple doesn't even care for cruising to begin with. So, you know, I understand. 
And I always try to approach it with like, I totally get where you're coming from. Here's what's actually happening. Here's what mm-hmm. I plan to do. Yeah. And I can't wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. now she said, hold off on canceling. So we'll see where it goes. Um, I obviously don't want the cancellation, but I also don't want liability. A hundred percent liability. We have so much of that. <laughs> and per usual, we just want to give our clients the information mm-hmm. and then have them make a decision and then answer their questions as best as we can. Yep. We're here to advise and guide, but they are grown adults who get to make their own decisions. Yep. Yep. So our next two articles are similar, but we want to go over some trends. So this next one's from Travel Agent Central. It says, Travel Experts 2022 starting off strong despite continual challenges. And I'm guessing they're talking about Omicron here in January, uh, which seems to be fading fast. So we're going to do some stats, right? The majority, Mm -hmm. well, it was a, we're going to be talking about the findings of a just completed survey by travel experts. And the majority of its advisors reported that as many as 80% of their clients have booked travel since the beginning of 2022, 80%, while less than 10% of clients have canceled trips already on the books. Some advisors even reported that only 90, over 90% of their clients are booking trips at this time. I can't say that one, but I have, you know, 3,000 clients in my database. (laughs) I would not be able to survive if 90% of them wanted to book a trip right now. we would never hear from you again. (laughs) Article also says, the advisors have reported an average of 35 bookings in the first five weeks of 2022, with some reporting as many as 60 to 70 bookings in this period As in previous surveys, Europe leads all destinations and bookings for spring and summer of 2022. Meanwhile, Caribbean and Mexico vacations lead the way for winter bookings taking place right now. Mm -hmm. U.S. destinations in the Southeast and West, along with Africa and South America, are the next most popular vacation spots being booked by travel experts, advisors at this time. And I feel like that matches pretty well with what I'm seeing with my clients. What about you? Well, um, it actually goes into next saying that bookings are mixed for cruises and wave season has not been what was experienced in the past. Now, I have to say that for me, there has not been a really pre-pandemic, like say maybe 2017 and on, I wasn't feeling that wave season, that distinctive wave season, my bookings were starting to really spread out. It was much less predictable. Whereas prior to that, don't even talk to me from January 2nd to April 30th, right? I'm going to be at my desk 14 hours a day and I have no time for anything. It kind of really had leveled out to just being a constant flow. Uh, I am booking tons of cruises, but also a lot of my clientele are cruisers. So like I was mentioning, I have people who are getting off cruises their first try and immediately rebooking because it was so great. And then I've got the other clients who aren't quite ready yet, but they are ready by the end of this year. And so they're pushing a little bit further out. Um, I am currently cutting back on what I will and won't book. I'm getting super focused. So I do get FIT requests and a few other one-offs, which I just pass along to my team. So I do think this does look pretty accurate for what, as an agency, we're seeing right now. But mm. as far as cruising goes, I'm I'm getting a ton of them. 
This article also states that there are still certain challenges that are resulting from the pandemic. Um, some of them, including war and unrest in Europe. Come on, guys, give us a break. Okay, like, can you just take a hot second and let us have some peace and quiet for a little bit? Like, seriously, were you so bored during the pandemic that you were just like, you listen, let's start a war. Let's start a war. Let's make everyone think we're going to start a war. I am so tired of all of this stuff. Just give us a second. Okay. (laughs) I'm only laughing at the way that you're delivering that and not the facts, just to be clear. (laughs) At this point, it's really all we can do because there's really nothing. It's, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what else we could tell these political leaders. Like, yeah, go, go to timeout. Yeah. Go to timeout. Think about what you've done. Calm down. Yeah. Write an essay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then show me the essay about your reasoning and I'll tell you like whether or not you need to write another essay. (laughs) So (laughs) Um, in addition to the war and unrest in Europe, there are also COVID related complications while traveling. Um, You know, people are afraid they're going to get stuck somewhere Mm -hmm. or changing travel restrictions. Um, also the flight time cancellations. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. Flight <laughs> cancellations. The time it takes to get information back from suppliers. I have been feeling this yes. so hard. Yes. And it's even more challenging because uh, people are doing such last minute bookings yep. that it's really important to be expedient, like as quick as possible for people leaving within the next month. So I understand why it takes longer. But I also know that maybe they could be a little bit quicker. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's a matter of can because they're just as overwhelmed. And especially when you work with a smaller supplier or DMC or representation company that's helping you, that it's just mm-hmm. a much smaller thing. But even the ones with giant call centers the whole time yeah. are bonkers. And this yes. is when I love being a cruise booker. Because I rarely have to get on the phone. I can do almost anything online. And when I do have to get on the phone, I'm like, <laughs> but well, grumble, grumble, grumble. You, I, was, I was, yeah, grumble, 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 grumble. <laughs> um, I was on the phone yesterday with um, celebrity groups to try and book something. And the person on the, on the phone, it was a very quick, like, pickup. Mm-hmm. The person on the phone it was great for me, but I think a mistake on her part because she's like, I'll email you this. So she did. So now I have her email address. So anytime oh, baby. I need help with groups, you know who I'm going to be emailing. I am not picking up that phone. Yeah. I'm just going to be emailing her. Yep, absolutely. Um, some additional challenges are hold times, which mm-hmm. I experienced today. I almost had to message you that I had to be delayed because I was on hold for over two hours already, and I didn't want to give up my place in line. And boom, right when I thought that, someone finally answered the phone. And guess what? It took less than five minutes to fix. Well, so. I definitely would have been accommodating for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so also navigating travel requirements for each country and destination. Yeah, that's big. And yeah. And it's brain scrambling. But It's interesting. This mentions luxury travel, and I -hmm. am really seeing such a demand for luxury, unique, slower travel, authentic, immersive. 
And uh, Jolene Detillion of Your Travel Designer, who is an independent affiliate of Travel Experts, says, all in all, luxury travel is back and stronger than ever. Fingers crossed that nothing impacts travel drastically moving forward. However, we feel that we're in a much stronger position now to weather any storms than we were two years ago. I agree. I was just saying that very same thing. <laughs> no matter what happens, we're going to keep it going. <laughs> yeah, we have no choice. This is what we do. <laughs> this is it. Um, I was watching... You know Kathleen Sullivan, Kate Sullivan? Oh, yes. Um, with Anthology. So I love watching her Instagram stories because even if she's delivering less than stellar news, the way she delivers it, I love it. It's like so relaxing. It's so she was, calm. Yes, she was – yeah. Mm-hmm. She was talking about um, how expensive things are and how much more challenging it is to get to different places. And she was saying, guys – you're coming to me to ask for things that are off the beaten path. Don't be shocked that it's going to take you a while to get there. Or there's going to be all these things you have to do to get there. It's called off the beaten path for a reason. It's yeah. not easy to get to. Yeah. And when she said that, I'm like, oh my God, yes. Yes. It's not going to be a direct flight to where you want to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get ahead of things mostly so I don't have to invest a ton of time but right now people are coming to me with Hawaii requests and I know that they don't want to spend Hawaii money and they don't mm-hmm. understand and yesterday one of my clients was like I, you know I was you know we love Marriott and I was looking and all of the hotels are a thousand dollars a night and I was like mm-hmm. so perhaps we check something else off your list this year because you know there's nothing to be done about it the demand is high it's supply and demand you know but I try to manage people's expectations for what things are looking like cost-wise before mm-hmm. I invest time in coming up with options or planning a trip because right. people don't understand. And mm-hmm. that's another reason that's- why it's great to come to us so we can guide you to the place that yes. is going to fit your budget. Absolutely. And for people who you know are skimping on the qualifying process, that is so important because that's where you know what what people are expecting to pay. And sometimes when I see that, I'm like, oh, before I get onto a call with them, uh, let me just let them know you're going to have to up your budget or reduce your time away or right. choose a completely different destination because their budget that they have in mind is just not going to be realistic right now. Yep. And, you know, I I do see there's some people who they, they take the stance I'm going to find out exactly what the client wants and then I'm going to propose it to them and I'm not going to worry about what the budget is. I'm going to give them what they want. And then maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to suggest some ways that we could change it or whatever. I think that's a perfectly legitimate way. I think that right now that is a recipe for a lot of wasted time. Yeah. Right now we have to get people's mind around what it's going to take to get what they want before we invest too much or we're going to end up mm-hmm. kicking ourselves. That's right. an opinion. Um, but for me, even though I've never been super comfortable with the B word, um, I, I find a way to, to talk about it or I just go take a quick look and say, okay, I'm seeing prices that are starting around here. Is that comfortable? Is that a comfortable range for you? And mm-hmm. then if so, great. And if not, okay, then we need to recalibrate. Right. Great. Right. 
<laughs> I got a new microphone, guys, so I get to be free to move around and make hand gestures and lean forward and back, and I don't make uh, Teresa crazy with the editing. So now I'm <laughs> yeah, being extra Kareem animated. Yeah, the real, the, the real person who she's meant to be. She's not, she's yes. not being uh, restricted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Travel Age West had a similar article um, in terms of positivity for bookings. Um, Emma, yep. Emma wrote this article. Easter and summer bookings are surging and may lead to a strong recovery in 2022. So along the same lines of spring and summer bookings are surging, mm-hmm. to quote Emma. And I know that to be a fact because just within my agency, starting last week, until mid-August, I will have clients somewhere every single day until mid-August. And then I yep. get maybe like a few days before the next clients go. But I am going to try my best to sleep because I get mad anxiety when people are traveling, especially yep. once it gets to places like Europe and um, places where, you know, things might happen. Um so it's so crazy to think about where we are now and where we were last year, even last year. Oh, it's huge. And the article says that the WTTC and, or is a forecast from the WTTC and Oxford Economics that shows a bright and sunny forecast for 2022 spring and summer travel season. And if all goes well, the rebound could exceed tourism's 2019 GDP contribution by 6.2%. Which is crazy because there are still parts of the world that are closed. Yep. And so you're seeing this increase and then knowing that, you know, only Europe, the European continent, African continent, South American continent to a certain extent and the Caribbean are fully open. I mean, obviously the U.S., but then there's also like the entire Asian continent. I mean, Australia is opening in a few days. New Zealand would open end of this year, but it's like there's a whole hemisphere that hasn't opened yet. Sorry, that's my dog, Abby. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) She's protecting you. Mm -hmm. It says, our latest forecast shows the recovery significantly picking up this year as infection rates subside and travelers continue benefiting from the protection offered by the vaccine and boosters. Here are some more numbers here. Um, WTTC's forecast also predicts $1.1 trillion in domestic spending for 2022. Uh, that would outperform pre-pandemic levels by 11.3%. Yeah. Um, a $113 billion increase in international spending compared to 2020, which makes sense. And 16.8 million new tourism and travel jobs this year up nearly 200,000 jobs from pre-pandemic levels. I just got chills. I think that we've been talking about revenge travel for a long time. We've been seeing it on a small scale. Our, Our really avid travelers have been taking advantage and getting out there, but I think that it's about to be bananas. B A N A N A S. (laughs) <laughs> this this shizen is bananas. <laughs> and Emma ends this article with, with a quoting, the good news is our outlook delivers a clear message. If the right conditions exist, 
the travel and tourism sector can rebound to deliver economic and employment benefits we have not seen since before the pandemic. We encourage global leaders to consider the economic and employment benefits of boosting consumer confidence by allowing fully vaccinated travelers to move freely. Yes, to all of it. Yes, yes, yes. Let me go. Let our people go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we launch into some excess baggage? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. And today's newsreel is nothing but high notes. So let's get started. According to Travel Weekly, Japan is considering easing its stringent border controls. I plan to look into easing the border controls, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, I'm sorry, sir, told reporter Saturday. Kishida did not provide a timeline or other details and said he'll make a decision based on a scientific assessment of the Omicron variant infection levels in and outside of Japan and quarantine measures in other countries. Another one from them says that Expedia Group closed 2021 with, a, with record Q4 profitability. Travel Pulse reports that January was a record-breaking sales month for tour operator G Adventures, recording its highest sales month since the pandemic began and demonstrating that travelers are feeling optimistic about the future of travel in 2022. They also report that officials from Marriott International announced that revenue for the fourth quarter of 2021 topped estimates and reached $4.45 billion. An article from Travel Agent Central says that international travelers to France will no longer need to present a negative COVID-19 test taken within 48 hours of departure. I think that's missing a word. I believe you have to be vaccinated. Sorry about that. Go check out an article called How Globus Brands Are Helping Travel Advisors Navigate COVID-19 Concerns and Make Bookings. To help agents with ongoing challenges, Globus Family of Brands has just debuted its Yes, You're Covered program, a full suite of information that advisors can use to reassure clients that they don't need to worry about these details if they're traveling with one of the company's brands. Everything will be handled for them. According to Travel Market Report, the CDC moved its cruise warning from level four, very high, to level three, high, after a drop in COVID-19 cases reported on board ships. The level four warning had been in place since late December when the CDC told Americans to avoid cruise ship travel regardless of vaccination status. Another one from them says that Disney is removing its mask requirement for vaccinated guests in both indoor and outdoor locations at Disney's U.S. resorts. And Afar reports that Bermuda is loosening requirements for fully vaccinated travelers, but unvaccinated travelers will be banned effective March 7th. And that's it for the most positive excess baggage yet. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello? Please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.